Hello and welcome to this special podcast episode. It's the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm the editor, Matt Hudson. We are bringing to you today uh, a brief interview all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada, where our staff writer, Paul Hodawanek, is uh, moving between SEMA and Apex. He is on the move. He is in the mix. And he stopped by the Royal Purple booth at Apex uh, to speak with a representative what they've brought to the show, what they're featuring, and what their mindset is as far as reaching out to customers. Royal Purple is a brand we don't have a whole lot appearing in National Oil and Lube News, so it's cool to get them in there, get their perspective. So I hope you enjoy this brief additional episode. Uh, quick note, our normal episode will be published this coming Thursday. Hello and welcome back to the Apex Shop floor. I'm Paul Hodawanek, staff writer for National Oil and Lube News. I'm with Jay Litzy. Uh, of Royal Purple Synthetic Oil. Jay, I already forgot your title. You're going to have to tell the audience because I'm, I'm not going to remember it. Sure, absolutely. I take care of channel marketing for uh, Royal Purple. Awesome. Thank you. Well, Jay, I'm, I'm excited to have you here and we're excited to see you back here. It's been a few years. Yes, Why did you decide for to bring Royal Purple back to, to Apex this year? Sure. So Royal Purple is a very uh, unique uh, brand and, and proposition. Uh, we have multiple uh, businesses within the Royal Purple brand. For example, SEMA as a show is outstanding to reach enthusiasts and the shops that sell them. But Apex is really wonderful at the business of uh, our business. Uh, whether you want to visit with someone from one of the major retail chains or maybe one of the major installer chains or the distributors that work with them, it's really the place that business is done. And so I recommended that we uh, come back. It's been about five years. Um, I've only been with the organization for about a year, but I just thought it was time, uh, you know, let's get back to business. Yeah, and I'm sure there are a lot of our listeners who are out here this week, and if they're not out here this this year, I'm sure they want to come out next couple years, so I'm sure they'll be excited to see that you guys are back. I want to take this time both to ask you about Royal Purple and what's going on, and just a little bit about the industry at large, and so I have a couple questions. First, um, what are some of the new challenges that lubricant manufacturers and marketers like yourself kind of facing in, in this current climate? Sure. So there's two things going on. One of them is just a practical uh, business situation, of, uh, and it's global is the supply chain challenges and being able uh, to get product. Um, the other challenge is, is that consumers still to this day um, really aren't aware of the services that they need. They understand oil changes, but after that, it's still uh, a bit of an opportunity. So uh, that's one of the things that we thought that we would work on is not only making sure that we're communicating with our installers and, and retailers in the United States, but also um, start working, um, communicating with the consumers so that when they visit your installed operation, um, they're kind of ready when your greeter's talking about getting ready for a trip or uh, maybe here comes winter uh, and it makes sense to them. And them knowing that there's other things in their vehicles other than an engine. Yeah, and we were talking about this before we started the interview, just about the different things that you guys are doing in terms of reaching the consumer and bringing them in. And we were talking about the different, when that started, when that trend started of your oil supplier really doing more than just, you know, bringing you shipments. They're helping you bring people in. They're giving you training. And you had an interesting story about how that kind of started, your uh, sure. role in that. I'd love to hear that. Sure. So uh, roughly 20 years ago, uh some folks had the opportunity of 
of bringing people in that had been in, in companies that are more consumer-oriented um, as well as customer-oriented. And uh, I thought one of the things that I could bring to that uh, predecessor organization was within the installed space, what if we took the time to spend more time communicating with consumers, not only letting them know about uh, the products and services that they could get, uh, but also um, doing some fun things. Everybody likes an incentive, everybody likes a promotion, um, and frankly, uh, looking at the National Oil News survey, uh, we thought it was a key insight that installers were looking for uh, more oil changes, more store traffic, um, and also, um, frankly, trying to get ticket up. So we thought, well, if that's what the industry needs, and we can find a way of getting consumers in the game, why don't we do so? So one of the fun things that we launched this year is, as an example, if an installer chooses to do our consumer promotions of the quarter, we'll capture their address. We will find uh, great consumer targets within their market. We'll send them a promotion uh, mention on any device. It could be their phone. And then uh, they click on that, and it sends them to a local installer. And then if they get within 25 feet of that installed location, we collect that data over the 90 days of that particular quarterly event, and then we share that with the installer later on to say that, uh, you know, we've, you said you wanted traffic, we've delivered some, and uh, did anybody show up, and were the greeters prepared with our promotional materials to sell them? You know, basically, have we helped you grow your business? Because at the end of the day, talking about price or products is one thing, but I think talking about growth is really, at the end of the day, what I learned, people care about. And I'm sure many shops are leveraging their oil suppliers to, you know, get some of these added incentives. But if they're not, just how much can that help them? What, how, how should they be going about making sure they're doing that to make sure that they're really maximizing that relationship? Sure. So, you know, as, as a vendor, I mean, you love to keep your business forever. But as an installer, there's nothing wrong with having an annual chat with your vendors. Uh, who knows what will come up? And you may find that everyone has different offerings. Some oil suppliers really just do the oil, and it might be uh, cost-effective oil, maybe not be synthetics. They might not be synthetic experts, as an example. Um, they may not uh, have a lot of marketing folks um, that work at their company. Um, that just may not be their thing, and that's okay. There's, there's a different oil supplier for everyone. For uh, chains that are uh, do their own marketing and are uh, love it and are incredible at it. Um, they may not need the services of someone that can help them, but uh, a lot of folks really want to run their operation, and uh, that's when it comes in handy to have someone who's willing to help and can provide those uh, services. And then just to trend a little bit more to the product side and what you guys are doing, are you pushing into lower and lower uh, SAE viscosity grades for for your products? Yes, I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes to uh, emissions and fuel economy and the engines that are running smaller, faster, and hotter, um, you really have to. So that is a truly a product aspect of the offering where uh, everybody needs to uh, keep up with that and give consumers ultimately what they need and really what it says their vehicle has to have. And then at your booth, you're, you got a couple new products that you're um, pushing out that are coming soon. Just tell me a little bit about what you got going on. Yeah, so um, we've done some enhancements. Um, obviously, there's a very steady and growing uh, business 
uh, for uh, light duty trucks. And so we took our Duralect brand and we freshened that product. Um, as you just mentioned, we have a new Euro formula because uh, those vehicles are really at the forefront, it seems, of going lower and lower and lower on the, on the viscosities. Um, and then uh, our next thing that's coming is, um, as we talk to consumers about more than the engine and talking about, frankly, them preserving this used car that they can't replace right now because prices are double. So uh, kind of introducing um, a freshened multi-vehicle ATF that is truly multi-vehicle ATF. And I think, don't quote me on this, but it's like covers 99.9% .9 of the vehicles uh, on the road. Um, so that from an inventory standpoint, you don't have to carry a bunch of brands. Uh, you can have the peace of mind and confidence if you have some new technicians um, or greeters that, uh, because there's turnover, let's face it, in the industry, that they're putting the right stuff in. Um, it's basically... Um, mistake proof um, and so we're having some fun trying to come up with some unique and different things that we could do with that launch and more to come on that awesome well Jay I appreciate your time thank you for joining me on the shop floor I'll let you get back to it but thank you so much absolutely thank you very much